Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It is a victory Monday here on the Believe in Steelers show. I'm your host, Mark Bergen, joined by my guy, two-time Super Bowl champion in Pittsburgh Steelers, Scout Ike Taylor, IT. Happy Monday to you. It's always good. The Steelers have won two in a row. They're sitting at two and one atop the AFC North Division. How are you feeling this morning, my man? Real good. You know, you know, uh, as Coach T would say, we're in the business of win, winning. We don't care how we win. We don't care how we look when we win. We're just in the business of winning. Ike, the Steelers take care of business on the road in Vegas, 23 to 18. And I'm going to go right from the jump of what I thought determined the outcome of this game. And we were talking some before the pod. Thank you to Josh McDaniels. Thank you for your boneheaded decision at the late in this game to kick the field goal instead of go for the touchdown. When you still needed to score five points, you still needed a touchdown to take the lead. I understand his confidence in the defense with about two and a half minutes left, 222 left, the two-minute warning, three timeouts. But with how football is played in 2023, what sold it to me wasn't just what they were saying during the broadcast, the analytics. It was when they they showed the cutaway shot to Mike Tomlin. And his facial expression was like, yo, seriously? This is what we're doing? Okay, this is what we're doing. Josh McDaniels gifted this game to the Steelers, and the Steelers win on Sunday night. That's just my opinion. The Steelers gifted they get, that game went to themselves. So we ain't got nothing to do with other people's decisions. By the end of the day, as long as you got a W on the left-hand column, okay. <laughs> that's that's all what matters. Uh, that decision being made by Coach Josh Daniels, he can have it. That <laughs> W that's sitting on the left-hand side of the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, record, we love it. Ike, uh, the viewers will be able to read between the lines, I hope, uh, in your answer there. I get it. Um, the game shouldn't have been to that point. We'll talk about some of the penalties called against the Steelers and Minka Fitzpatrick, but not called against Kenny Pickett. Oh, Lord. But oh, man. It, we'll, we'll talk some about that. But, hang, I, I cannot hammer home the point hard enough, though, to say – the Steelers, and this is where I do credit Matt Canada and Kenny Pickett for having the perfect play dialed up to Allen Robinson in the flat, throwing into a blitz, which is what you're supposed to do, and the execution to get a first down. The Raiders do eventually get the Steelers to punt. It was a great punt by Presley Harvin the third, but then the Raiders have to go the full length of the field with like 12 seconds left in no timeouts, and they have to score a touchdown again I thought the Steelers played very well. I thought they were a lot better compared to the first two weeks of the season. But it was Josh McDaniel's decision-making, which was just like, hey, Steelers, here's your victory. With how football is played now and what we know about analytics and how this game played out, if you take advantage of other teams' mistakes 
And certainly, I thought Pittsburgh did that Sunday night. I mean, it, I mean if you think about it, it's just like having penalties. I mean, coaching staff have penalties too, and that's decision-making. So we talked a lot about last week about the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, offense and, and the points. We, we call them penalties. So you can have penalties on the field. You can have penalties as a head coach or coaching staff. And the penalties as a head coach and the coaching staff got everything to do with your decision-making. So, but that's something we can't control if we come in on the, on the, on the W side, on the left-hand column. Of, of winning. So we ain't really tripping. We as in the Pittsburgh Steelers, we ain't really tripping, but I get exactly what you're saying. But penalties come all across the board. They can go from referees to players to, to the coaching staff, to the front office. That's, 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 that's just what it is. So um, you can start off the season with penalties in the front office and not even know until the season come. You can start off with penalties in the coaching staff and not even know when the season come. As a player, you gotta. It's, it's, it's like catching a, a B on the test. The, the the teacher go. The teacher gonna give you a hundred. You are gonna start off with a hundred in class. Mm. Now it's on you if you want. It's on you if you want to study and get to where you need to get to. Now some classes gonna be harder than others, and of course you know you you might defer. But same way with the coaching staff, you are gonna start off with a hundred. It's it's on what you want to do and how you know your personnel. You know so. We can't in your decision making. We can't help when it comes down to coaching, man. It's all decision making. So, and same thing as a player, it's all decision making. Front office, it's all decision making. So we all we all start off with a hundred. Now that's on you. What you want to do with it? So that's 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 how I look at when it comes down to winning, man. It's it's, it's really like a group effort. It's front office, it's coaches, and it's players. But we all starting off with the same number. That's a hundred. Now, whether whether we keep that hundred or go above that hundred or whether we go down, you know that that determines um, a lot of things. But it it ain't on nobody else; it's on you. You know, if you gonna hold me accountable, you hold me accountable as a corner. I start off with a hundred. I might end up with like a, a seventy nine to eighty. That's a good year. You know, as a, as a coach, you start off with a hundred, hundred. You gonna end up with whatever you wanna end up. So that's going to determine your job. Same thing, front office. That's going to determine your job. So we can't. One thing I pride myself on, Mark, man, I mind my own business. I All do right. a great job right. of minding my own my business. <laughs> I, if I were a Raiders fan, I'd be furious this morning because I'm of the opinion that my head coach didn't give it. my team an opportunity. Right, uh, right. And we saw how the game played out. Ike, we'll take a quick break. Today's Believe in Steelers show brought to you by betonline.ag. Spreads, over-unders, player props. They'll take care of all of your NFL gambling needs this season. Head over to betonline.ag. If you want to place a bet on the action. 365, 24-7, regardless of what sport it is. Make sure y'all go to betonline.ag. And you can see the promo code on your screen right now if you are watching. That is B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Ike, this game was played in Vegas. And I couldn't help but wonder if the fix was in because I still don't understand the roughing the passer penalty against Minka Fitzpatrick. I feel terrible for players in the locker room afterwards where reporters are trying to do their jobs and get honest, candid answers. But if you're overly critical of what is an absolutely bogus call, you get fined by the league. It's a lose-lose, but I'll say it for Minka. Yeah, it appeared he dipped his head a little bit prior to contact, but it was all shoulder pad. And that's called roughing the passer against Jimmy Garoppolo. 
Meanwhile, earlier in the game, there's illegal hands to the face clearly against Kenny Pickett. And then, oh, by the way, on, on the field goal, uh, on the Raiders' second-to-last drive, where it appeared what? they were going to kick the field goal earlier on when there was more time on the clock, they call a, a penalty. Was it against Leal, DeMarvin Leal? Yes. Uh, yes against yes. one of the linemen. And they show, like, three replays, and I'm like, for what you're penalizing him for, I don't see where he's lifting himself up uh, with an opposing player to try to block the field goal. Like, I, again, I know this game is being played in Vegas. The Steelers had a two-score lead. It's as if the refs were trying to keep the Raiders in the game. I just want to see the consistency. And I'm not usually one to complain about the referees, but that roughing the passer penalty against Minka, I understand you have to protect quarterbacks, player safety, all of that. Can you not review the replay and say like, okay, he led with the shoulder pad. This is not a penalty. It was an egregious call last night. I mean, same way we same way we talk about coach decision and playmaking. You know, you start off with 100 when it comes down to the referees. So, so Mark, like, Minka did nothing wrong. I'm I'm not even trying to make no excuse no. about it. He did, he did nothing wrong. He did like everything he did was certified. Put a blue check on it. Everything he did when he came in. So, but that's, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I know it's hard being a referee. I know it's hard as heck because <clears throat> it's a split decision. You got to go in your eye test. But I deal, I deal with an NBA referee. I, I, I call him uncle. I don't want to say his name. He's, he's like uncle to me. And he always say, man, you rather, <clears throat> excuse me, you rather be late on a whistle and know for sure to be, to be early and ruin somebody's career. So he always late on that whistle. Same thing with the flag. I'd rather referee be late on the flag just to make sure than to be early and ruin somebody's career. I'm not saying that's going to ruin Mick's career, but I'm just saying, man, that's, that's a big factor in that game. The game could have came out different. Yeah. You know? So at the same time, referees got to get held accountable. So, and, and that, that's twice. That's, that's twice on the Pittsburgh Steelers that happened. Now, I don't know what the agenda is. Yeah, I really don't care because if you're a Pittsburgh Steelers man, you ain't worrying about the referees. You want you want to beat somebody convincingly so the referees don't determine the game. That's mm-hmm. just how we always looked at it. But at the same time, man, it, everybody got to be accountable from the referees to the coaching staff to the front office to the players, even to the fans. All that's got to be held accountable for our actions. So when I look at Minka and I saw the hit, Minka, Minka did nothing. We can say he lowered it. He ain't lowered the helmet. Like, you got to understand, when you when you're going into a car crash, man, the first thing you do is tense up. So once a quarterback see you and he's coming down the pipeline, man, the first thing they do is tense up and they get in the shell. They got to protect themselves. Now, us as players, it's hard on a defensive player. So you mean to tell me I got a point, I, I got a target on where I need to hit you, but once you tense up, that target might change. You know, that target might go from a, from from the shoulder pads to the helmet just because you you know I'm coming. They ain't got nothing to do with Minka. They ain't got nothing to do with no defensive player. And that's and that's what really what Ryan Clark was saying last week. Like, man, it's hard, it's hard playing defense. Like every, everything is scripted for the offense because everybody wants to score points all day. Now as as a, as a defensive player, man, I gotta protect myself. How do you protect yourself? The same way you're gonna to try to run over me, the same way you're gonna to try to score a touchdown on me, I got it, it gotta be organized and organized 
after that, the word that comes after that is violence, Mark. So that's all I'm saying. So it's it's I gotta protect myself more. I'd rather play that, I'd rather pay that forty three thousand dollar fine than not protect myself. But if you if if you look at it as a defensive player, it's even harder to play now. We can't even we can't even do nothing. You see them guys, you see them guys on the field now, they always looking around for the flag first, then they get to celebrate. So it's hard playing defense. Offense, man, you you offense, man, you got plenty of plenty mulligans, Mark. Plenty. Plenty. You got plenty. On the defensive side, we ain't got no mulligans. So the ones who play violent, super violent, either they're gonna sit, get fined, or get kicked out the game. And it, that that's that's even in college. So what you what you want what you want to what you want a player to do? And you know what? I'd rather do that than get hurt. Sit, sit me out before I sit me out before I hurt myself. If I feel like I'm toning, if I feel like I'm toning my tone down, and 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 that's my personality on how I play football off of being aggressive, I don't even want to play, Mark. Wow. I don't even want to play. So I see, I see, I see, I see what Mika is doing. Like Mika did everything. That's a coaching point. Like when you come and you blitz as a safety, I'm put I'm putting that in my playbook. Like this is how you come in and hit a and hit a quarterback. You don't lower your crown. You don't lower your helmet. And I'm saying the exact same thing. I'm telling you, Mark, like, you know, it's a car crash. So even when people hit a car crash and they see it coming, they tense up automatically. Like, what you what you want a defensive player to do? That's why I begin so frustrated. What, what y'all want us to do? What y'all want us to hit? So we 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 move the we move the target from the helmet, which I respect and yep. I understand. And now we're going down to the knees. Mark, when I played, man, we was tearing we was tearing ACLs. We said since since y'all since y'all since y'all won't move the target, we're blowing ACLs out. And that's and what happened have, last week on the Monday night game with Nick Chubb, Mike, with man, the knee injury. Man, listen, I done had a few players who was playing when they was adjusting and moving the rules. Like, bro, I'd rather you hit me in the head than tell my ACL. And it's coming from the opposite opposing teams. So that, that's just what it is. And if you play offense, Mark, because I play offense, I'd rather, I'd rather somebody just hit, air hold me, bro. But you, you, you trying to blow my ACL? Man, that's, that, that might be career, career ending. And they don't tell the, what what that's gonna do? So that, that's how we look at it, man. We like we we getting to a point. Well, defensive guys getting to a point. Mark, we just so frustrated. Like what y'all what y'all want? So they can lower their helmet, they can lower their crown and run us over, and we just gotta take it. We just gotta eat it. Now that, that that's 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 that ain't gonna be what it's supposed to be. So I'd rather take them fines. But as soon as y'all start adjusting them rules, cause the game is safe now, super safe. But it's it's hard. On a defensive player, Mark, it's super hard. So we we just like when we was adjusting, Mark, the guys on defense we was just like, man, you know our motto, we we blowing ACLs. That's what we y'all want to change the rules, so we gonna blow ACL. So we we saying this on the field, like man, I'm I'm trying to blow your ACL. Like as soon as you come and teammates, like man, hold him up, let me blow his ACL all the way out. Cause what y'all want us to do, man? Wow. So this 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 is what it's so frustrating as a defensive player. Player, it's like man, y'all really y'all jeopardizing my body, my life. I'm already jeopardizing it anyway because I'm playing, especially at a high level. But then how you want me, how you want me to play? 
And see, Ike, this is an interesting perspective you have because I'm looking at it through the lens of last night's game, which it almost determined the outcome of the game. And you're looking at it for more of the longevity of players' careers. No, Mark, as a defensive player, it's a reason why we play defense. We like to inflict pain for a Pittsburgh still when I play. We just like to inflict pain and we played against some opposing offenses and they felt the same way so what you what you what you want to do when you got two grown men don't mind a car collision that's all football is it's 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 equivalent to a car collision so on the defense is how you want me to play it's a mentality it's a reason why we like the san francisco 49 defense you can see the cleveland browns defense It's, it's it's a reason pittsburgh defense it's a it's it's a reason, Mark. It's inflicting pain. That that's that's just what it is. But you got some offensive guys, the Debo Samuels, that don't mind coming down and giving and giving it all all the way to you. You know, we talking about it as a wide receiver, the Nick Chubbs. If he didn't get hurt, he was on his way to having a good game because he was balling the first half. Mm-hmm. That that's just the, the Derrick Henrys. That's that's just the inf, inflicting pain. That's that's just what it is, Mark. So look at a, a guy who's 250 pounds and I ain't number 180. And I can't think twice about hitting this guy and he's coming at me full speed. What you think that matchup? They don't even do that in boxing. In boxing, they got a weight limit. It's a weight limit in boxing. We ain't even got no weight limit for pit. We ain't got no weight limit for the for the NFL. So I got I gotta hit a guy who's pulling, a guard who's pulling, who's 300, 320 pounds. At 180, and I can't mind. I can't think twice about not hitting him. So how you how you want me to how you want me to protect myself? You know, they don't like, even do that. Like, what's box. the solution to all of this? Then, kind of go back and revert to some of the old rules. Like, I I totally understand what you're trying to say on like a play where a guard is pulling, a tackle is pulling, the receiver cracks back to the inside of the defense. Like, what's the solution to all of this? Yeah, bring back the old rules because. Hey, what the new rules doing? They they still get hurt. They still everybody everybody still getting hurt. Got these new and lightweight helmets, concussions and all. So it, just just go back, take some of the rules out, man. You gotta it's it's organized. I gotta get them down the best way I know how to get them down. You know, yeah, I mean, I like, I think it. about it, too, when a opposing lineman's coming at you, Ike, and has at least 100 pounds on you, sometimes more than that. You're supposed to just take that player head on. Like, if that were the case, Ike, and this is no knock on you, but if you were to take a player on head on instead of just trying to take their knees out and turn the play back in, you're going to wind up in, like, the fifth row of the stands if you try to go head-to-head against another grown man who has 150-plus pounds on you. That's just the reality of the situation with how the rules are now. And so it's just like, yeah, you don't want to, I understand player safety and all of that, but there also has to be safety for the defensive players too. And this Minka Fitzpatrick play last night, like when they're showing replay after replay, like I understand that they can't review penalties on the replay, but like, that's an example of what's like, why not? Why not? I mean, I get it. It's, it's, it's hard on the ref, and ref, refs got to do what they need to do. But Split second Mark, decision, but yeah. Split, split. Sorry, but Mark, like, I mean, God, I mean, Mink, Mink, 
my personal opinion, Mink ain't do nothing wrong, man. Mink, 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 Mink ain't do nothing wrong. So when I'm looking at it, I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, that. It's, it's really, it's really, it's really, it's really that hard playing defense nowadays. I that, feel terrible for the players too, Ike, because in the locker room, they're asked about it. You know that the question's coming and you have to answer it and tiptoe around it and walk on eggshells if not for fear of getting fined from the NFL, and that's money out of your paycheck. Like, I genuinely feel bad. And the reporters have to ask the question. It's part of their jobs, too. Well, I'm just saying, like, what you – how do you want me to protect myself? That, that's, that's, that's all I'm saying as a defense. How do you want me to protect myself? What you, what you want me to do? You know, a like – Terrific perspective. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, nah, that's that's – that's all, and, I, and I'm probably I'm probably venting right now, because it's it's just it's hard playing defense. It's just hard, like 2023, as far as like defensive guys protecting themselves. It's hard. It's it's like damn that you damn that I gotta play perfect, and ain't no way, ain't no way. I'm talking about perfect, as in targeting a player. But you gotta understand in a split in a split second, less than a split second, is like where you want me to hit him? Like how you want me to how you how you want me to let up? So and really and really when he when he when he hit Jimmy, man, that's a coaching point. I'm putting up I'm putting that up, but that's a coaching video on how to hit him. Like don't <laughs> wow, don't yeah. get don't yeah. don't get low. Don't get too high, like this would. And when Jimmy saw him, he he got in his shell because he's supposed to. That's a natural instinct. As soon as he saw him, he like looked out the right corner of his eye, saw Minka come at the last minute. What you do? You just sh- you you just shell up the, the same way you do in a car wreck. Like if anybody had a car wreck, they just when they see it coming, they just shell up. When you don't see it coming, it's just relax. Your body just go with the flow. But when you see it coming. You just like automatically shell up. That's a natural instinct. So Mick ain't do nothing wrong. Mick ain't do nothing wrong. Mick ain't do nothing wrong. Really, really, he hit him more with his chest than with anything. Because if he would have hit him with the crown, they would have kicked him out. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what you, what you? So I got a target and a target move. So I got to anticipate and make and make anticipate. It's just like being a sniper. You got a target, but when you, you, you anticipate pulling that trigger off of the movement on where they're going to be or where they're going to go. If somebody running, you, you checking the tempo, the speed, you holding your breath, you relax, boom. Same thing as a defensive player. Like, I'm checking the tempo, the speed. As soon as I relax and I engage, I'm good. Yeah, and Ike, the body weight penalty that they can call if you use your full body weight, here's the reality of the situation. Minka Fitzpatrick is listed at 207. Jimmy G's at 225. So, like, Jimmy G's not a great example of this, but, like, say, for example, like Ben Roethlisberger or Deshaun Watson the week before is a great example. Right, right. I have to tackle a particular a player in a very specific way, but if they're good at scrambling, they can get away from my tackle if I don't try to bring them to the ground with everything that I have, everything in my ability as a player, and – Jimmy G weighs more than Minka does. So right, take, I, I totally take. hear what you're saying, Ike, because it's just like, h- how do you want a defender to actually play it? What do you want them to do? 
We don't, we don't, we don't even have the discussions though. We ain't, we ain't, like, we don't even get opportunity to put weight in it. We, we, we just know we don't see nothing but the ball carrier. Think about a defensive guy. Like, Mark, when I played, we, we cared nothing about weight. All we cared was he, he got the ball. So we ain't, we ain't have to put a 210 or 207. We never, we never looked at it like that. He got the ball. I got to get the ball up out of him, regardless of what it is. Like, it is, size, size don't matter. That's, that's why they say cornerbacks are so sketchy and they live on the edge because size don't matter. We ain't thinking about size. We don't care how big you is. They real scrappy. Your good corners, the, the Jada Rams, they, they, they scrappy. The Jairs, Alexanders, they scrappy. They, like, we, we, we don't have the opportunity to think about how big you are until we retire. Until <laughs> these podcast shows, Mark, we, we don't have them opportunities, man. We don't look at size. That's why they're so scrappy. That's why they always get in the fights. Like, I don't know. I, we don't see size. We don't have the opportunity to be like, oh, He's three fifty. Nah, we just like what we doing. And you I told me it's like you got to be wired a little bit differently when a three hundred pound lineman's coming your way, and you, it's you and you him. Mark, you ain't even thinking. You're like you ain't even thinking about no size. Like I gotta protect my house at all costs. That's what you're thinking on the field. Like I gotta, I I have to protect, and we don't even know we're that size. I mean that that. We, we can get into the animal kingdom and size don't matter because you so territorial, you want to protect your territory. Just, just, just look how, if, if we really want to talk, just, just look at the aggressive animals that we like. We like sharks. We like lions. Ain't it, ever, it ain't bigger than a killer whale. It ain't bigger than whales. It ain't bigger. A lion ain't bigger than the elephant. A lion ain't bigger than a giraffe. Why we like them? Because they're aggressive. They're the same way. It's the same thing. We're just in the animal kingdom, but we put it on the yeah. field. And Ike, if I were a corner, if this were me in the league, I'd play it at a high school level. I didn't play in uh, college or the pros. Right. But if there's a fullback, a guard, or a tackle coming to block me and the receiver's cracking down on the inside of the defense, I, I had a buddy of mine at practice, and I would do it every time. And he'd be like, why are you going for my knees? And he'd be like, just don't block me. I'm not winding up in the fifth row of the stands because I'm not going to win a one-on-one battle with someone who has 50, 100, 150 pounds on me. Not doing it. I'm not doing it. And and, and you can flag me, Ike. Honestly, if I were a current cornerback, you can flag me on every play and we can do flags all the way down the field. I'm not doing it. You you have to force the play back in. Like It's like you want me to go head-to-head against someone who has 150 pounds on me? How's that safe for the corner? I respect it. So we 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 walking a fine line on this conversation. So how is that safe for a cornerback and me and me hitting the offensive lineman knees? How is that safe as well? But at the same time, you know, you got enough film on tape. I know offensive linemen who as as soon as soon as they knew their person, as soon as they saw two four and they saw two four like to go low, they was going low with me. So sometimes I get spot like a like a ketchup bottle top. So and, and 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 that's just that's just what it is, Mark. So by the end of the day, man, you stay injury free by violence on the football field. If you're like not going hundred percent, Ike, if you're not going full speed, that's when you're going to get hurt. Either you're gonna get hurt or you're not gonna play. 
that's that's just what it is and that's just what it was for me mark so i'm just i'm i'm, I'm just venting for the defensive players bro it's hard it's 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 hard as hell playing defense man it's, it's hard we can't Offensive players get to go through a stop sign. Defensive players, we can't even roll through a stop sign. We actually got to stop. So that's, in that perspective, that's how hard it is. Ike, terrific perspective. A few other game notes. Steelers used the play action and they targeted Pat Fryermuth. We tried to tell our listeners and viewers and the Steelers fans, and look what happens. You score touchdowns, you get two score leads. And good things happen. Ike, uh, I was watching that game. I sent you a text last night. It put a smile oh, on my face where it's like, oh, Friar Booth's getting targets again and the utilized play action pass. Hey, the quarterback's favorite target, the quarterback's safety valve. Just ask Patrick Mahomes who he loved. And he would say, I love Travis Kelsey. Because he know he's always thinking what I'm thinking. We're always on the same page. <laughs> Just ask two-time Super Bowl champion Patrick Mahomes, man. What what the heck going on over there? And he gonna tell you who your favorite target. His name is Travis. And matter of fact, she got Ike's last name. He got Ike's last. He got somebody last name of Ike at the game. And it it ain't. It, and it's Swift. First name Taylor. <laughs> you feel me? Like yeah. yeah. Like we 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 just like that's a quarter. That's a. Quarter tight ends for quarterbacks is like grandmas for kids. It's a soothing, it's a calm, it's a I want to go see grandpa or grandma kind of atmosphere. Like only grandmas and grandpas can get a baby to stop crying and they ain't even got to know them. That's the same thing with tight ends with quarterbacks. You catch your Hall of Fame tight end or a good tight end, I'm always looking. Lamar Jackson. Now, out of everybody we talked to outside of Lamar Jackson, who he like? Mark Andrews. <laughs> like, he going to go to him all day. So, yeah, I, I get it. I understand. But I know from a quarterback, when the house is burning down, they going to their tight ends. That, that, that's just what it is. And guess what Pittsburgh did? Pat. Fairmont, like PF, PF had a good day. And he hit him with that a few times. <laughs> he hit him with the dab a few times. So that's all Kenny Pickett need to do. I love your analogy. Tight ends are to quarterbacks, but grandmas and grandpas are to society. An amazing analogy, Ike. No, Mark. Makes me want some cookies. I'll, if I'm being honest with you right now. No, Mark, if you if you if you think about it, Mark, like that's that's just what it is. Like it's just a soothing, it's a soothing, it's a soothing feeling. Mark, like, I mean, you see it, Pat. You see Pat, Travis, you can see Kenny, you can see Kenny and Pat. Like all your all your all your tight ends, man, they just you, you can see Lamar and Mark and like Andrews, like that's we talk about everybody outside of Andrews when, when Lamar Jackson feel like he need a play when it comes down to throwing, where he go? He go to Andrews. That, 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 that's, just, that's just what it is. Like, your tight ends are your tight ends. When, 
when when Brock need to play, where he go? He, he we go on the Kittles. Mm-hmm. Kittles might not have Kittles might not have a catch. If I need this clutch play, where I'm going, I'm going to Kittles. That that's just that's just what it is. That, tight ends are the ultimate mismatch. They're too big for corners. They're too savvy for safeties, and linebackers can't cover them. That's the biggest. That's that's the biggest mismatch. That's 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 like having a power forward, power forward on the field, and everybody else playing point guard at six two six three. So, and usually if you six six in the league, you're on the defensive line. I ain't gonna ask you to cover no Kittles, Travis Kelsey, or no Pat at all. So th- that's that's what I'm saying. Like when we talking about our Pat. Pat Faramont, man, it's, that's crucial. And we've been talking about it for a minute. Man, you get that tight end involved, boy, it's the ultimate mismatch. Because last night, all he was doing was making first downs and touchdowns. That's all he did. couple of catches, first downs and touchdowns. That's, that's all he did. Hey, how you doing? I'm here. Use me. And we was talking, we was talking about him and Darnell. And they used, they used Darnell and Pat. So... I mean, you know, we we talk things into existence. I'm so, here for it, Ike. When y'all watching the Ike Taylor in a Mark Bergen believing believing still a podcast show, and we talk about something the week before it happened, it used to happen. Yeah. Oh yeah. Ike, a uh, few other things we'll get to and uh at any point stop me if you want to hop in. Steelers win time of possession last night. They win the rushing game. Josh Jacobs was the NFL's leading rusher a year ago. They hold the Raiders to 69 yards rushing. The Steelers have 105 yards rushing. Chris Boswell, redemption game, three of three from field goals, hits a 57-yarder. Career field goals of 50-plus yards. Boswell has 27. All other Steelers kickers combined have 27. Redemption season, last year he had his worst statistical season since 2018. Both of them marred by injuries. Chris Boswell, good on you. Presley Harvin the third. I mentioned his punt. I think he's been key late. A lot of hang time, coffin corner punts, winning the field position battle. That's huge. Uh, Calvin Austin the third getting into the mix. Long touchdown. I liked what I saw in the return game from the second-year player playing in what is essentially his rookie year. I liked that. Levi Wallace redemption game. He had a rough two first weeks. He has two interceptions last night. Patrick Peterson getting an interception as well. Uh, We know what to expect from TJ Watt, two sacks. It's a lot of stats that make him stand out. That's like the grass is green, the sky is blue, and TJ Watt's going to make plays off the edge. A lot that I liked from the Steelers last night, Ike, and this was the type of game where I wanted to see, based on what I saw from the first two weeks, is can you make improvements I thought we saw that last night. It was a Jalen Warren kind of game last night. So Jalen Warren became the one, Najee became the two. It's going to be some games where Najee the one and Jalen going to become the two. But the fact the fact that you can acknowledge and respect that that's just what it was. It was a it was a it was a Calvin Austin the third game, my Allen Robinson game yesterday because we knew coming to the game we and I'm just speaking off my opinion that we got to make sure we just summer down some of George Pickens because he's a true one. It was a Pat Furman kind of game. So 
That's that's exactly that's exactly what it was. It was a defensive line game. Like the defensive line, we was talking about a defensive line on what they needed to do. The defensive line last night did everything they needed to do. Off of substitution, you gotta look at it from a Pittsburgh, from a Pittsburgh front office standpoint. It's a young D line, like the the young boys making plays. Yes, the O'Neills like it's 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 first it's rookies and the second year guy. Them boys making plays, so they ain't nothing but. They ain't nothing but good hope for for the Pittsburgh Steelers and their roster on having some kind of depth, you know. So that's that's what kind of the the the, the Levi's who we talk about Levi the Levi Wallace kind of game we talk about Levi all the time. Like it's a lot of fans that don't really you know they they just look at the players. But let me get this pick. He start he started it off. He had the pick. Then Pat Pete got the pick after him. That, that's 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 just it's, it's a closing kind of game and you know tj why you said the best man you can't say it no better than what you just said man the grass is green the sky is blue who we talking to tj white you already know man don't don't even fight it like don't even fight right now who's the best defensive player in the league it's tj white you ain't even got to fight it i i, I know y'all want to talk about athleticism and so-and-so can do this and that this is what this is what tj do he ain't even he ain't even playing every snap. He ain't even playing every snap. And he got a and other than rush, he got a cover. Ain't nobody better than TJ White. Mark, ain't nobody better. On that on that defensive side, ain't no in the NFL. That's just my personal opinion. Ain't nobody better than that man. I'm getting two, I can get two a game. I can get two a game and I can get two a game and still lead the league and I only play 10 games. What y'all talking about? <laughs> that, that that that's what it do. Don't let me hit seventeen games, cause I probably go for the thirty three piece. It's gonna be over thirty sacks. <laughs> I play seventeen games. That's gonna be over thirty. Sacks. Just look at my resume. I didn't got over eighty something. I didn't got over eighty some, eighty some sacks faster than anybody. I only played ninety games. Like I think last night was was his ninetieth game. So. Everybody else got 139 games, 135 games, 112 games to get these to get these sacks. Man, I done did that. I done did that damn near a fourth of that. That's what TJ doing. So go ahead on say he's the best defensive player in the league right now. Ain't nobody playing better than him. And I don't play every snap. Sometimes I gotta go on the sideline and get that Gatorade bottle and, and, and get a break. And that's off, that's off the coaching decision. Chill out. I'm gonna need you for later. That's crazy. Y'all, y'all want me to put the cape on? You can't say everybody can get the, get a chance to put the cape on and make a play. Hey, you you go into the game plan knowing you got to stop TJ. What T, what ninety at? He's sitting on the same side all the time in this rocket chair, just chilling. And you you didn't study and watch tape, and you know what he's gonna do. And get what he's still doing. Yeah, Ike. First player to record six sacks and have a defensive touchdown in a team's first three games of a season since they started tracking sacks back in 1982. It's historic. Six pressures last night, two sacks on 29 pass rushes against Jermaine Illuminor for the Raiders. And coming into the game, he was among the best right tackles in the league, uh, allowing just a 2.1% pressure rate coming into Sunday night's game and TJ Watts still able to make plays. And Ike, I also think it's encouraging too that Marcus Golden had a sack 
his second in as many games too. And he's your reserve player. He's not even your starter. So you've got great depth with Golden and Herbig because when they come into the game, they're fresh. They're established players in their own right. Obviously, no one's TJ Watt, but if he or Alex Highsmith, hey, I need a breather on the sidelines. I need some Gatorade. I have all the confidence in the world in both of those players. This is something that the Steelers didn't have in previous seasons is the depth. Pro Productivity. So I got 40, 44, 51, and 90. That's my rotation. That's a hell of a rotation, especially if they get sacks. So that's that's all you – as a coaching staff, that's all you want and you look for. I got 44 in Golden. I got 51 in Herbert, and I got 90 in White, and we coming. Yeah. And by the way, they got a guy called Alex Highsmith as well. He had over double-digit sacks last year too. We just don't talk about him enough. But quietly, he get a job done. So, mm -hmm. we, you, I mean, we we talking, we talking about at least five – who can get to the quarterback, four for sure. But we're talking about five on the outside linebacker position that can get to the quarterback. By the way, sometimes I need y'all to cover. Hey, Alex, what you did last week? Oh, I just had a pick to the house. <laughs> like, like we we say to play outside linebacker for Pittsburgh, man, you don't just you don't you you just don't. When your opportunity to come to rush a quarterback, oh, it's Christmas time. So the, and, and and this is what I'm saying. We outside linebackers for Pittsburgh defense don't have the luxury of just rushing every play. They don't have that luxury. Cause if they did, man, if TJ and Alex Hasman got opportunity just to rush every play and not, not have to worry about a coverage, Mark ain't no ain't no telling. Ain't ain't no both of them going for the 20. You get 20 over there, I get 20 over here. 20 who? Last name Sachs. And we ain't, we ain't talking about the way you talking about the designer stuff. We just talking about Sachs on the field. Y'all talking about S-A-K-S. We talking about S-A-C-K-S. Sachs. You feel me? So mm -hmm. that's 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 what we talking about. Them boys, them boys don't even have that luxury, Mark. Yeah, and and that's, I know that's your argument for why James Harrison belongs in the Pro Football Hall of Fame because his numbers would be even better than they already are if you rush the passer on every play. Man, the man got cut three times. He he got cut and went to Canada, so four years. Now put four more years on this NFL starting career. Put four on Debo. We gave him that nickname, Debo. Put mm -hmm. four put from from Friday to movie Friday. Put four more years on that man and see what happened. See, he got caught up in a numbers game and he was an undrafted, but he was he was smoking. He, he had a body count. He was having body counts before Debo was Debo. We already, we, it's crazy. You see it as a player. Why the hell he ain't starting? You see it. Yeah, they, I think they're, they're I think so Watt is similar off the edge in, in the sense that I that you know the edge not. rushers are. Well, what I'm saying is is this is that the disruption that they cause not just sacking quarterbacks and it, a lot of it's the TFLs, a lot of it's what you're asking a defensive end to do in a four three scheme, but then you're also seeing the interceptions as well, like in the turnover creation. 
in the Steelers scheme, it's not like other teams to where, yeah, TJ Watt's going to pass rush on more downs than not, but they do drop into coverage. That's that's evident if you watch the Steelers team week in and week out. Mark, that, that's what I'm saying in terms of the similarities. No, no, I feel, I feel, I feel exactly what you say. You got to look at it like this, Mark. TJ as a defense, as a as a defense alignment, outside linebacker, right? Has Troy Polamalu, Patrick, instincts. Defense alignment don't have that, so that's that's why he's rare, rare and he's different. The quarterback about to throw the ball, I'm about to jump up and catch this pick, like that. That, that's what's that's what's so good about TJ. Usually, guys who ha- just have a feel for the ball, they're very instinctive. They're on the back end. They they linebackers or safeties or corners. We call us one right there on the front end with that kind of instincts. We we we're not talking about other defense linemen getting picks. Batting the ball down, PBUs. At one point in time, TJ Wild was leading. He was leading Pittsburgh in PBUs. Mark, that don't happen often. You can't even name. We ain't even talking. I don't even want to say other people. I don't even want to say other defensive linemen that we that they consider it. We ain't even saying PBUs or interceptions. We do. So why why TJ? Why we can't say TJ is the most dominant defensive player in the league? I sat. I get pressure, I cause fumbles, and I get picks. As a defensive lineman. So what we talking? What's the argument? What we maybe Mike, maybe Micah Parsons, Ike, but other than that, maybe. And I love, I love, I love Mike, I love, I love Micah. I love to death. But what we talking about? What we talking about? <laughs> yeah. What's like really, really straight up dog, straight dog. Love him to death. He like to call himself a lion. Oh, he's a lion. He say he's a lion. He's a lion. But God dang, if if he's a lion, TJ is an alien. For for sure. Just 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 look at what he be doing, man. In less games over the course of his career, like he got it, the man got interceptions to the crib. The man got fumble recoveries to the crib. It's he a magnet for the ball. That's that's the word I was going to use. Like he and Minka, it's like oh, another turnover. Why am I not surprised? Regardless of how they're game planned for, you can game plan you, and it's easy to game plan TJ. So you just put a tight end over there to try to chip him or run it back and chip him. And he, and he or still, both. He he still come through with the double team. Yeah. So it, it's just like me going against two sumo wrestlers. It's 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 still coming through with the with the sack. <laughs> But that's hard. Like uh, week four, 
Steelers are going to play the Texans and the Texans are one and two, but coming off a win against the Jaguars. Tell you what, CJ Stroud's looked good through three weeks. You look at the box scores, 280 yards, two touchdowns against the Jaguars. They went 37 to 17 uh, against the Colts in week two. He had 384 yards and two touchdowns. He had 242 yards against the Ravens in the opener. Uh, Stroud's doing his thing. We like Stroud and Richardson come out of uh, the draft. And I know it's revisionist history, but Bryce Young doesn't play yesterday due to injury. Uh, don't sleep on this Texans team. And Ike, you always tell me this too. You take the identity of your head coach and D'Amico Ryans, I have the confidence that he's going to be able to turn things around, particularly considering that I'm of the opinion that the AFC South hasn't been one of the stronger divisions in football. So uh, I like what the Texans are doing. You can't look past this Houston team. Steelers do open as three-point favorites on the road for week four. You got a young coach who's a very good coach. You got a young a young core on the offensive side. So you got Tank Dell, wide receiver from Houston. You got Pierce, running back from Florida. And you got C.J. Stroud. So you got your you got your triple option right there. And yesterday, all all three of them balled out. So the future is bright, and they're gonna be well coached, and the defense is gonna play their defense. And that's exactly what the defense did. The defense balled out yesterday. So I already know what Coach T said today, right now in the meetings. Why they said in the meetings, don't sleep on. Please don't sleep on the Texans. You talking about a young, good core of athletes between Tank, the receiver, Pierce as the running back, and CJ as the quarterback. They're going to get the job there. They don't even know they're just getting started. And by the way, the head coach was the defense coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers, and all Fred Warner talk about is him. And we all know what Fred is to the San Francisco 49ers defensive group. So, you can say you can say what you want to say. Another AFC. We didn't we didn't hit. So we, we got Cleveland out of the way, got the Raiders out of the way, trying to get the Texans out of the way. Because by the end by the end of the year, man, when they look at the AFC, when they look at the AFC record, like, okay, they have opportunity, providing that we do good in our division. They have opportunity to go ahead on slide in the playoffs. And we just we just we just we just want the invite. We're just trying to get the invite <laughs> to the playoffs. But the Texas, don't get it twisted. They're gonna be well, they're gonna be well prepared. We just can't make more mistakes than them. Like we'll have a full preview later this week. Typically go on Friday mornings, kind of react to the Thursday night game and then the preview the weekend ahead. So stay tuned for that later this week. Steelers make an emergency landing this morning in Kansas City and multiple media reports indicating that the flight landed uh, just before 4 a.m. Central Time uh, because of oil pressure failure in one of the engines. Everyone is okay. And uh, I I thought this was hilarious. Let me bring in this tweet here. Uh, Cam Hayward getting into the mix here a little bit, saying that... uh, that everyone's okay. He made a joke about the roughing the passer penalty against Minka, 
but then also saying that the uh, Steelers might need a ride from Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Uh, I'm glad to see everyone's okay, but man, that disruption of after playing a night game in Vegas, trying to get back into the swing of things, a little bit of a shortened week, you're not playing at one o'clock in the afternoon. Um, glad everyone's okay, though. Come on, play. Don't Jiffy. Don't Jiffy Lube me, man. You can't not go to Jiffy Lube and not, not understand, man. I need my oil chain. Like, you know, what, what we doing? What we doing with the maintenance? You know? And that's what I'm saying, Mark. Well, we go through so much stuff that people don't even know about. Emergency landing all the way up there, 30,000 feet in the air, all the way up. And I got we got we got to slide back down because ain't nobody go to Jiffy Lube. <laughs> Come on, man! Uh, you're hilarious, <laughs> man. Change change is all for your boy, man. Y'all, that's supposed to be protocol, man. Y'all y'all should already know every plane how many miles it got on it and who went to Jiffy Lube. Ike, did you ever have any travel disruptions during your twelve year playing yeah, career? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, we yeah we had a we had a, we had a stint. It was it was never emergency landing, but sitting up there in them clouds in them, in them clouds them clouds mad at you, and you going up down up down up down, and your head might hit the ceiling a few times, regardless Ooh. if you had a seatbelt or not. Like man, you you just get the, you just you get the praying, boy. You you get the prayer, you get the prayer to the good man or whoever you believe in, you get the prayer to him and be like, Man, I'm sorry. Why these clouds why these clouds mad at me? Cause you know, you hit you hit a certain certain kind of cloud. That that thing, that turbulence, mark that thing up and down. And you ain't ain't nothing you can do. You on their time. <laughs> when you get in the clouds, y'all on my time. So if I'm mad, <laughs> Y'all about to see and feel that I'm mad. Ain't nothing you can do. <laughs> Ain't nothing you can do. So, yeah, I done had a few. No emergency landings, though, Mark, but yeah, I had a few when it came down to turbulence. Were you praying next to Troy? <clears throat> you know what? If you anyone, if you anyone near Troy, you know you're going to see Jesus. <laughs> Ain't even, ain't even tripping. If you anywhere near Troy, if if you anywhere near him, you know you in good hands. No state farm. Like <laughs> you know you in, you in good hands when you next to Troy. <laughs> MB, you in good hands, bro. I'm trying to tell you, like, and that was that was that was my that was my seat partner. So I already knew, like, I'm sitting next. I'm, I mean, his nickname was David Jesus. That that was that that's Troy's nickname, David Jesus. So I'm sit if I'm sitting up there. And we 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 almost halfway up there with him. I'm gonna go out on hugger because I'm going where he going. <laughs> like when we've talked to you, your former teammates, they always bring mention like, okay, I don't really miss the sport. You miss the guys, the camaraderie, uh, locker room. I'd imagine sometimes the team plays, uh, the team planes after the fact, recapping the game, what went well, what didn't. That that might have been some of the most enjoyable times and memories for you. Would you say that's the case as a player in terms of after the game? It's like not even so much what happened on the field, but then getting to be able to relive it with your teammates after oh, the, the play, fact. The play, the play rise, Mark. Epic. The play rise back? Yeah. Man, listen. 
They want to talk about IT with the Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow had a good pass. That was a good game planning. I got a mean ass stiff arm from Demarius Thomas mm-hmm. with that with that game winning. I'm cool off of that. They ain't never won the Super Bowl, right? Y'all can have it. Y'all can talk all y'all want to on that one. But the one with Jake Plummer, the game that we won when I did have that pick, and we was flying back to Pittsburgh. <laughs> you talking about an epic, an epic flight back to Pittsburgh? <laughs> Listen, I promise you, social media, what we was doing when I was playing, social media, y'all, them people weren't ready, man. Them them people, them people as in the world wasn't ready for what we was doing. So that playing right back, Mark, listen, listen. Just just think about something you want to do or mm-hmm. wanted to do. All right, that's what we did on the plane. Whatever whatever you want to do on the plane, yeah. That's what we did on the plane. That's just, awesome. what, what, just, 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 just bam, catch the thought right up. Whatever your thought process, bam, that's what we did. Catch another thought, Mark. Bam. That's what we you talking about epic plane rides? <laughs> Oh, oh, oh man, oh man! Now I see why we still twenty to thirty to this day. The group text, damn there every day, talking to each other. I man, everything we did was epic. Every, everything, man, everything. We tried to live by the book, Mark. We tried, we tried. We started our season off that two thousand five. We started our season off slow. We tried to be great citizens, great. Just go by the book, go home, 8.30, 9 o'clock, get you some rest. That didn't work. We did better by living a rock star life. So we did better by coming home 3, 4 in the morning, going straight to workouts. And we just carried that over. And you know, you know what our motto was? We bring in Miami. We bring in Brazil, we bring in <laughs> LA, we bring in Hawaii, we bring in New York, we bring in, we bring in Canada to Pittsburgh. <laughs> so we're bringing all these cities to Pittsburgh. Uh, this is this is this is what we doing. And slowly but surely, W after W after W after W after W after W. Well, how you well, how you got you? How you got to win six games to get in the tournament and win six games to get in the tournament? Mark, when I say I can't script this, a producer, a writer can't script what we did. What we did, they, they, they have no ink for our pen. I tell you that. But we, we so when I'm saying, when I'm saying, <laughs> What I'm saying, like a lot of young people do now, and they post it. I'm like, man, y'all 30 years late. We we did this. We did. We've been doing. We've been doing this. 
like two thoughts come to mind immediately. The one was when we talked to your teammate Bryant McFadden, and he's tell uh, he was telling us about the in season trips you would take to Miami and New York, and Vegas, and everything. And when you guys would go visit New York City in Diddy, you'd go visit visit Diddy's cl- uh, club Justice, Justice. Yeah. and he thought that you guys lived in New York city and it's like, no, we're the Pittsburgh Steelers. That cracked me up. Hey, listen, uh, listen, here. listen. Damn, boy. I don't want to get nobody in trouble. You're right. So, all, you right all right. All right. All right. I'll continue on though. But when I see Kirk cousins last year doing his thing on the plane too, I twinkle in your eye to where it's just like that's something where clearly to me it's like you can relate as a player based on your own successes as a player yeah well Kurt did and put the chains on it and then they videotaped that that went viral like Kurt would just because you know Kurt real live Christian church going do great citizen just so happen to be a great a good a good football quarterback in the NFL that's that, that's what Kurt is Kurt outside his element. Kurt evolved. Kurt was like, man, what we doing, man? They, they didn't got Kurt out of his element. Kurt got everybody on the plane, chains on, going crazy. Now went now it went so crazy when he when he when he was one of the hosts for the Espies, guess what he had on? About 30 chains. No Mr. T. You feel me? So <laughs> that's that's what it is, Mark. Like, this is what football do, man. Football all walks of life. When you get to that level, or just in general, football brings everybody together. Like I just met my I met my wife at a football game, or I just proposed to my wife at a football game, or I just found my best friend without even knowing it's my best friend for life at a football game. Like football don't care what color you is, football don't care what religion you is. We all got one common goal, and that's winning. And then from a fan standpoint, Man, once you really love your team, you love your team. So it's crazy. I can pack that. That's why for football players, that's what's so misunderstanding to us or misunderstood to us. Like how we can pack a stadium full of seventy thousand and love one another, and, we, and then when we leave the stadium, we hate one another. That's how we always looked at it as football players. Like then, a complete stranger who's sitting right beside me don't even know, him, but we got. The same team jersey or particular player we like jersey on, and we can we can laugh at the same time we can cry together and have some comfort. As soon as I step outside and leave that parking lot, I hate him. Like we never understood that as players. So that's what I love about football. Football that football don't football makes humans selfless. That's what football do. And that's why we love, as players, that's why we love football. Because it just brings everybody, just, just look at the atmosphere of America. Once the fall come, everybody in a whole different mode. They, they can't wait. They can't wait till <clears throat> the end of July, August come. Man, America can't wait, Mark. Like, once February come, it's like, dang, when August coming back? It's taking too long for August. <laughs> We talked to Lee Steinberg a few times, the agent for Patrick Mahomes and the agent who the movie Jerry Maguire is based off of. And Ike, every year he tells us, in 2022, for example, 82 of the top 100 watch broadcasts on television are the NFL. 
And if you include college football in there, that number grows to 87 of the top 100 watch broadcasts are football. Right. Tells me everything I need to know. And the Super Bowl tops that list every year. Look. No, that's 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 real, Mark. I'm on a I'm on a podcast. Can I call you back? Yeah, it's it's very real, Ike. Um final few topics of the show, Ike. Week three observations. I thought the Ravens absolutely got hosed by the referees, how it wasn't a pass interference penalty against EJ Speed against Zay Flowers. I thought it was a blatant, clear pass interference. Ike, you're shaking your head. This is where we're going to agree to disagree. And the Colts take care of the Ravens, and they're tied atop the AFC North. So the Steelers sitting pretty, and they benefit from it. I thought it was a pass interference penalty against the Colts, but Man, what say you, Ike? If your last name ain't Rooney, and you ain't running the Steelers organization, that was a great call. That was a great non-call. Okay. Mark, Mark, that was a great <laughs> Between <clears throat> Cleveland, Baltimore, and Tennessee, I would love it. Great calls. Hold the flag. Hold the flag. Hold the flag. That's just like me asking for a cup of coffee. Hold me on the sugar. That's a great call. Perfect. Perfect. So, yes, we can dispute all day. I get I get what you're saying, MB. Great call. That's a heck of a call. That's, whoever, whoever made that call, should get a bonus. Ike, I hope someone picks this up and is not understanding your sarcasm at all and takes what you're saying verbatim, literally. I hope that that's what happens. I don't even care how they take it, Mark. <laughs> they can take it how they want. Oh, man. Okay. Um, Ta- Taylor Swift at the Chiefs-Bears game. Uh, that was the highlight for the Bears. Chiefs, absolutely. I think the Chiefs could have scored 60 if they wanted. And speaking of scoring 60, the Dolphins say, I'm going to one-up that. The Dolphins scoring 70 points is a rough weekend if you're a Colorado football fan. Buffaloes, Broncos, they'll regroup. But here's the most incredible part to me, Ike. The Broncos lose by 50 points. Right. And they are three-point favorites in week four against the Chicago Bears. That's letting letting you know how bad the Bears is. But listen here. Yeah, that's letting you know how bad the Bears is. If, if I lose by 50, but I'm, I'm next week I'm still a three-point favorite in that game, whoever the other team is, like, damn. So you got to look at it like this here, though. Running back score four, four touchdowns. Then the backup running back score four touchdowns. And we ain't even talking about two of them. So my starter running back score four. The backup score four. Two of them. We ain't even talking about tour yet. So what would what, what? Mike McDaniels, the head coach for the Miami Dolphins, who just so happened to be the offensive coordinator. And we didn't have, matter of fact, we ain't have Waddle either. Waddle didn't play that game. Correct. So we probably would have scored 85. Let's just say it. Let's say Waddle good for a touchdown. Let's just say seven. We, we, I got to say 85 because he's going to get yards and chunks just like Cheetah. So I'm just saying 85 to be nice. 85. Waddle didn't even play. 85. 85. Ike, is there Mike anything McDaniel that they're doing? A, he, is, he has a formation of the week. Just start paying attention. 
Okay. Regardless of who they playing, they got a formation of the day. Every week. He knew how the New England Patriots was going to play him. He used, personnel-wise, he used Cheetah as a fullback to come in and out the backfield. Waddle gets hurt. He used Berrios as a as the main so it can make Cheetah be open on some on some plays. Like just just look at what he's doing as an OC mark. I'm like, this dude is past a genius. He's a wizard. Like this this next week, he's gonna have a flavor for the week. Like if people I wish people just can go in my brain sometimes on how to analyze and break it down. Mike McDaniels by far is the best. Then after Mike is coach, is coach Kyle Shanahan. Then after coach Kyle Shanahan, I think it's Sean Payton. I'm talking about wizardry. Then after Shanahan, I give coach Andy Reid his props. Then it's Sean McVay. Out the three, out the four coaches I just named, when it comes down to being wizard, three of them was on the same staff in Washington. Kyle was on the same. Kyle, Kyle was on the same staff in Washington with Sean. Sean was on the same staff uh, with with, uh, with Mike McDaniel's. Number three was sitting there in Washington, all on the offensive side, just chilling. Now just look what they're doing. <laughs> just, just Sean already got him one. It was just an elbow away from Mark Purdy and the San Francisco 49ers on getting him one. Now, if Tua stay healthy or Waddle or Cheetah on the field, one or the other, ain't no telling what they're doing. You can't knock what they're not doing. Man, they're putting up, man, they're doing college. They're playing college out. They're playing college ball out. It's they're historic, putting, Ike. It's historic. Mark, like, like, so, but look at the three coaches I just named. One was away, one game away. In San Fran from winning the Super Bowl, the other one, the, the other one at the Rams already won one. And if Tua stay healthy this year, if Tua, Cheetah, and Waddle, we just need we as in this how the Miami Dolphins talking. We just need Tua to stay healthy. Coach Mike McDaniel is gonna figure it out between Waddle or Cheetah. If he got one of them, we got action. Mostert's fast too, and then you're gonna get Jalen Ramsey back at some point this season as well. All right, right take take Jalen, just take defense out of it. Yeah. This team is ran from the offensive side. So Mossford 4-3, Waddle 4-3, Cheetah 4-3, and I forgot the young the young running back behind Mossford. Mossford, he 4-3. So I got I got four threes all across. All they they don't need this whole all they need is a crack in the dope. And once they once they get that crack in the dope, I don't know if people ever like study history. You know what a ninja do? A ninja a ninja just need oxygen. <laughs> and that's all they don't need nothing else but oxygen to show what to, to display what they're gonna do. Waddle, Mossford, Tua, Cheetah. All they need is and they show you every weekend what they can do. And with that in, run past people very fast. <laughs> Ike, I love it. I absolutely love it. Any final thoughts before we sign off here, Ike? This has been an absolutely loaded episode here of the Believe in Steelers show. Man, listen. I just want to thank 
I just want to thank Mark Bergen for being a brother to me. I want to thank Believe in Steelers Podcast for giving us the opportunity. BetOnline.ag for just rocking with us since day one. Make sure y'all go subscribe on YouTube. Make sure y'all give us a five-star um, rating on Apple Podcasts. I want to thank all the viewers and listeners for tuning in. But today was a hell of a podcast. Mark, I don't know how you're going to break it down. You need to break this down in segments. We need to Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Break this down because what? It's some good content right today. A lot of good wisdom here, Ike, and you're certainly a part of that as well. I really enjoyed our discussion about Minka Fitzpatrick and talking about defensive player safety and all of that, Ike, but you're the absolute best. Uh, you thanked our sponsor and then the Believe Network too. Uh, Ike, we'll be back later this week to get our listeners and viewers ready for Steelers-Texans in week four. Steelers trying to make it a three-game winning streak you be sitting pretty, Ike, at the first quarter of the season, potentially at 3-1, and one, headed into the Baltimore Ravens game in week five. So good things are ahead here on the Believe in Steelers show. I want to thank the listeners and the viewers. Thanks for rocking with us, too. And Ike, up to 3,000 YouTube subscribers. We're going to keep that growing more and more here in the coming weeks. So stay tuned here on the Believe in Steelers show. Let's, t- let's, let's, get, let's get to that 5,000. And I'm sorry for cutting you off because you that's 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 your that's your outro. So you can, <laughs> you're fine, Ike. You can, you can reset and take off, man. My bad, Mark. Ike, no no need to apologize. I interrupt you all the time, but I will sign off for the both of us here. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thanks for watching and listening to the Believe in Steelers show. We'll see you later this week. Until then, take care and so long, everybody. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.